breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news, President Joe Biden is in Israel within the last hour touching down and meeting with Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Ifnan. This we know the president is on that high stakes trip right now and Israel comes after a deadly hospital blast in Gaza. It fueled protests across the Middle East and it threatened to derail diplomatic efforts. The Hamas-run health ministry is the one that says an Israeli airstrike hit the hospital killing. It claims at least 500 people. Israel said it was terrorists not its military that was responsible for that blast. The Palestinian Health Ministry, though, says the hospital was sheltering patients and civilians, and it was seeking safety for those who wanted a place to stay. President Biden will speaking with the Prime Minister, promising Israel help in its fight against Hamas. You have to continue to ensure that you have what you need to defend yourselves, and uh, we're going to make sure that occurs. President Biden says he will not carry on to Jordan after a planned summit with Egyptian and Palestinian leaders getting canceled following that hospital explosion. 4,400 people are dead as a result of this war. Hamas expressing a willingness to release some captives. Senior Hamas leader telling NBC News the group is willing to release all civilian hostages immediately if Israel stops bombing Gaza. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good morning. We start with a live look outside. This is from the camera that we've got right on top of KXAN Studios. Courtesy of West Shore Home, we've got a clear sky, no rain out there. Temperatures on the cool side, but a little warmer than what we had yesterday. Seeing widespread 50s and 40s out there. None of the 30s that some of us woke up to yesterday. Yesterday was the coldest morning we've had in months, but we're going to transition out of that cooler weather and get into a warming trend, really taking cold today. You'll notice even this morning our temperatures are up 5 to 15 degrees. Georgetown, it's a 13 degree jump in your morning temperatures at the moment compared to 24 hours ago. Up by about 5 in Austin, closer to 15 degrees warmer in Marble Falls. Not a whole lot going on as far as impactful weather today. Your morning commute's going to be quiet. Temperatures will stay in the 50s. Your drive home should be dry and warm. We've got temps in those 80s today. But coming up, we're going to be talking about about this warming trend, just how far will those temperatures climb into the 80s, if not even some 90s? Then that's when we'll likely approach some records. I'm going to show you which day is likely to be the hottest. And finally, some rain and sun. More on that coming up in your first morning forecast. Kristen, thank you. A family celebrates the life of a woman known for her sense of humor as Austin police work to find the driver who killed the woman in a case of road rage. Loved ones gathered last night at Guero's on South Congress and KXAN's Brianna Hollis has more from the family of Teresa Ferguson. Devastated, exhausted. The whole thing still feels somewhat surreal. Teresa Ferguson's family is still dealing with the devastating news from Saturday, September 30th. Upon arrival, officers found uh, Teresa unresponsive and suffering from what appears to be a gunshot wound. Police say she was taking her usual route home when she was involved in a quote minor crash with someone on I-35 between the Runberg and Anderson Lane exits. According to APD, she was on the phone with a friend and told them she pulled over to exchange information with the other driver, which is when police believe she was shot. This is somebody that's a dangerous individual. According to crashes reported to the Texas Department of Transportation, there were 45 road 
road rage related crashes in Travis County last year, 17 in Williamson County and six in Hayes County. This is my second road rage homicide of this year. Trying to look for some bright spot um, is something that's just so senseless. As Ferguson's loved ones gathered to remember her, there was barely enough room on the table for the photos of all of the 46-year-old's adventures. Her sense of humor, her stories about her travel. And what do you like the most about her right now? Donna Hollis? Everything. KXAN News. Police say the suspect may have been driving a gray four-door sedan. Shooting happened at a busy time, six on a Saturday night. If you know anything about what happened, please call APD. Some context here, Texas Peace Officers crash reports show drivers were involved in more than 1,100 road raid crashes last year. So far this year, there have been 859. The U.S. House of Representatives set to vote again. Today, it is still without a speaker. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan didn't receive enough votes yesterday from fellow Republicans to secure the speakership on the first ballot. They nominated Jordan last week after House Majority Leader Steve Scalise withdrew his name. Second vote scheduled for 10 this morning our time. Jordan says that they're going to keep working until a speaker is elected. The new developments in the deadly Rust movie set. Why Alec Baldwin could face charges again. Fostering community to avoid losing parts of Central Texas's identity. Where there's an effort to convince Austin's black population to stay. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's October the 18th, and this is a live look outside of one of our many cameras that we have for you throughout Central Texas. Welcome to KXAN News Today, everyone. We have new developments in the deadly Rust movie set shooting. Prosecutors in New Mexico plan to recharge actor Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter. Five months ago, special prosecutors dismissed the same charge against Baldwin, citing new facts in the case. Baldwin's prop gun fired a live round of ammunition in October 2021. That shot killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza. Baldwin's case could go before a grand jury next month. Conviction could carry up to 18 months in prison. A brawl broke out inside a Houston courtroom after the sentencing phase of a teenager who killed a 16-year-old girl. And it happened yesterday in the morning after 19-year-old Frank DeLeon Jr. accepted a plea deal of 45 years in prison for the shooting death of Diamond Alvarez. And take a look, Alvarez's mother finishes her victim impact speech, right? She gets up, walks toward DeLeon, and she raises her hands. An officer grabs that mom, and at the same moment, a man jumps over a desk to attack DeLeon. The man, who has not been identified, is then grabbed by officers, thrown to the floor, and then there is another woman seen running from the back of the courtroom, pushing an attorney before she's tackled by police officers. A lot going on in this courtroom, a lot of emotions. De Leon shot Alvarez 22 times at a park in January of last year, and they believe both teens were involved in a love triangle with another teen at the time of the shooting. Still ahead, what state energy leaders are saying about the chances of power troubles this winter. Push for what could bring big money to new places so that you can get out of the city. How the future of state parks is in your hands. ALCS resumes play tonight in Arlington. Rangers trying to take a commanding lead. Astros trying to fight back. More on that coming up. 
Good morning, a live look from our KXAN camera. Top our studios back at downtown Austin. And it is a lovely start to this Wednesday morning. U.S. regulators are investigating General Motors cruise vehicles over potential risks that the driverless cars could leave people injured, specifically people in the road, including in crosswalks. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it's already received two reports of injuries, but there could be more that are unreported. Cruise spokesperson sent the Associated Press a statement saying, quote, Cruise's safety record over 5 million miles continues to outperform comparable human drivers at a time when pedestrian injuries and deaths are at an all-time high. The spokesperson says the company communicates regularly with the agency and cooperates with any requests. You might remember at least 20 cruise driverless cars caused this, a huge traffic jam in Austin's West Campus neighborhood. This was last month and it was a busy Saturday night. Crew says the vehicles, the, the initial vehicle noticed there was a lot of people nearby and one of the cars got stuck and that caused this domino effect. Since then, someone created a petition to limit the operation of driverless cars in Austin. It also calls for an immediate review of Cruz's overall operations. The company is asking people to send them their concerns, including the date and time of the incidents. Amazon has a new way to get you your packages even quicker, just ahead of the busy holiday season. And the Today Show has this exclusive look at the new ways that Amazon is hoping to change how you get your orders online. It's set to announce the new cutting edge technology today. And NBC News' Vicki Wynn is inside the warehouse and shows us what's going to happen when you place an order and how it's going to get to your doorstep faster than ever. Hey guys, you are looking at brand new robotic technology here at the Amazon Innovation Lab in Boston. I'm going to take you on an exclusive behind the scenes look at how all of this is going to be used to help you get your packages quicker this holiday season. And that's all ahead this morning on Today. They're also saying it's going to be more sustainable. Yeah, which is good. Love that. Yeah. yeah, I know you do because you have a green minute, right? Every day over every on CW Austin Morning. Yes, every day on, on CW Austin Morning, we do a climate change minute. So basically, yeah. it's in 60 seconds, they tell you how we can be a little more eco-friendly doing simple things I love in it. our life. If, you, if you're ever curious about it, you want to check it out before you commit, I don't blame you. You can go on KXAN.com <laughs> under the weather tab. You'll see the words go green. And, and every day after I do those, we post them there so you can go back and and take a little peek. So I got another one coming up later on today. I hope to see you over there again. That's on CW 7 to 9 a.m. every weekday. I got nothing to show you on clouds and radar. We are completely quiet from top to bottom. Clear skies across the Lone Star State. It is cool out there, yes, but these temperatures are running warmer than where we were yesterday. Yesterday, we had 30s and 40s. I mean, the airport got down to 39 degrees here in Travis County. But I'll tell you what, temperatures are going to be rebounding significantly. I mean, it's quick with the warm-up here. We're talking 50s through the 9 a.m. hour. But once we hit lunchtime, I've got us in those 70s. And then we're going to further warm things up. Likely to see a forecast high of 84 underneath that sunny and dry sky. Plenty of sunshine to help get those temperatures up into the 80s. Here's a look at what I expect those numbers to look like in your area by 4 p.m. We cool down to those 50s and 60s tonight. So again, not quite as cold even tomorrow. 
tomorrow afternoon. Now we're starting to flirt with a little bit of that warm to hot here for October. I mean, 90s, like we talked about yesterday, not unheard of for this month, but it's just a little uncomfortable, right? We should be cooling down and our temperature trends are going the opposite direction. Taking it day by day, sunshine today will go mostly sunny for tomorrow. There's going to be a weak front overhead. It's not going to do anything for us. Just a little wind shift. That's it. Friday, sunny. Saturday, we start to get the clouds back in here. That continues Sunday, but it's still going to be hot. Then you'll notice by Monday, a little bit of rain around Tuesday. Tuesday is looking to be the day that we start to see those rain chances return. Now, just an early look at what those rainfall totals could potentially look like for us. About a quarter of an inch here. Higher amounts to the north and west, but we've still got plenty of time to watch this. It's actually some Pacific moisture coming in from what is now Tropical Storm Norma, similar to how we got that inch and a half of rain earlier this month. But I'll tell you, we're going to have to wait for it. We've got sunshine and for October standards, hot temperatures going 80s today, 80s tomorrow, and then you see there the 90s, 94 on Friday. That 94 Saturday is expected to break the daily record. We'll go 90s again on Sunday before we start to see the impacts of that pattern change. Some cooler temperatures in the 80. Rain changes now up to 30% on Tuesday. Okay, Kristen, thank you. So you know the board that manages the state's power grid is preparing for winter and using lessons that were learned from this past summer. Record-breaking temperatures meant record-breaking demand on the grid. ERCOT CEO said thermal generators and renewable energy help keep the grid afloat. CEO says power plant weatherization standards created after the 2021 deadly winter storm will help with operations this time around in this winter, but Texas does need more power. Energy experts say Texas narrowly avoided rolling blackouts this summer. And they're not confident about winter with aging infrastructure and no new power plants. So not having enough dispatchable power plants, that's the critical issue, as, as we pointed out now for more than 10 years. The legislature has not moved forward and ERCOT is not able to make investments. ERCOT leaders hope to get help from Texas voters to boost the supply of dispatchable energy. Proposition 7 on the ballot come November is going to create a fund to help pay for building and modernizing natural gas power plants. There's been opposition, though, from environmental groups who believe the state should include incentives for renewable energy. Well, going in depth on this earlier this month, ERCOT announced it's looking to increase its power reserves ahead of winter. It's called the MOVE, part of a commitment to maintain reliability and resilience. But some energy experts worry it's not going to come soon enough for you. This may give time for some utility companies to bring uh, a couple mothballed power plants uh, back into operation. It might mean being sure that all available resources are there, but uh, it's very limited what you can do when it's only coming a couple months before the winter seasons. And they point out the solar power that helped bolster the grid during the summer is not gonna be as beneficial when it comes winter time. And new plants in the works are not set to come online at least for a year, maybe two. From art to food and music, some give credit to Black Austin Knights for playing an integral role in shaping the city into what it is today. Yet over at least a 10 year period, the representation of Austin's black population has gone down. And KXAN's Jayla Washington reports there's a group that's taking a solutions oriented approach to change that. What are we working on? Carl F. Hunter works in what he's dubbed as the Wakanda building. I kept saying it and we all go around here hitting that. 
He calls this space that because to him, that is exactly what it feels like. It's significant that you have 25 African-American-led nonprofits in one place. He helps with helping formerly incarcerated people transition. To the other resources. But before to being surrounded by other black nonprofits, he had this snagging feeling. Going home in Philly, I stopped in the middle of my walk and I said, you know what? I haven't seen black people in two years. That's one big reason he went through a cohort with the Austin-based African-American Leadership Institute, or OLLI. Dynamic resources, and I took advantage of them. OLLI selects about 40 people for its cohorts. And think of it as a 10-month-long networking educational event, an approach curated after a survey found 80% of black people who have left Austin cited a lack of belonging as a reason why. And we dive into the different issue areas, such as employment, education. We're looking through the black community lens. OLLI cohort members connect with other leaders, gaining the knowledge and tools to be more successfully active in the community. And after three years, end of cohort survey results show the impact. 94% to 100% that felt more connected. Some said yes. I was thinking about leaving and Ollie has changed my mind. Many cohort members even go on to join boards to be more involved. Yeah. It allowed me to broaden my base. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Adding some depth here, the overall population percentages of blacks, whites and Hispanics in Austin has declined over the last decade despite overall increases in each group. And this is due in large part to the number of Asians who've moved here. Since 2010, the Asian population of Austin rose by nearly 75%. That group now compromises, or I should say comprises, almost 9% of the racial ethnic composition of the city. In that time, Asians have passed the number of black Austinites. And because we're committed to accuracy, we do want to take some time to correct information that we aired on the new Samsung Highway in Williamson County. A segment of the road opened on Monday connecting 404 to 973 right near the Samsung plant. It is the first of two segments for this highway, also near another project that we conflated with it, the Southeast Loop. That's also known as the East Wilco Highway. We incorrectly stated that the entire project was open on Monday. So a little correction there. United Airlines is about to completely change the way that you board a plane. First class and business class passengers still board the way they do now. That is when the changes start, though. Passengers flying economy and people with assigned window seats will board first. Then it's the middle seats and then the aisle seats. An internal memo says it's going to cut down on the amount of times that people already have to stand in the aisle if they're already seated to let another person come in and sit down. A local teen gamer is now a whole lot richer after winning and then splitting a million dollars in a Fortnite tournament. 16-year-old Cooper Smith, congrats, of Round Rock and his partner won an international video game competition this past weekend in Denmark. There he is, the Fortnite Champ Series featured some of the best players from around the world. Personally, I put in a lot of preparation. I mean, I was playing like six to eight hours a day, you know, watching others. Um, and we did not expect to win at all. Like we went in this tournament maybe expecting like 15th place, to be honest. And I think we just, we just you know, came out on top. A million bucks. Fortnite oh. came out in 2017. Wow, that was not too long ago. It's one of the most popular names in eSports. It's Smith's largest competition win yet.
This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Game three this evening in Arlington. Rangers and Astros in the ALCS. Just the second home game of the playoffs for the Texas Rangers. Undefeated in the playoffs. Astros, well, frustrating two games in Houston. Falling behind. Two zip now to the Rangers. And... Well, the Rangers get Max Scherzer back. Not sure how far in the game he'll go. It will depend. Hasn't pitched in more than a month, but he wants to be part of this amazing Ranger run. We're playing good baseball. Uh, we got a good thing going. We're flowing. We're rolling. So uh, just continue to keep it going. You know, it, now, now it's my turn to get back into the, into the fray and, and go out there and compete and uh, give it the best I got. The way we look at it, I mean, we were... Uh, one hit in each game away from from winning those games, you know. So so we could be two and zero, oh, but we're not. But it gives comfort in the fact that uh, you know we know how close we are to getting it together. Dusty's Baker's long major league career. He says been on both sides, had a lead, lost a lead, and was behind and came back and won a series. So he's pretty much seen it all. Games three tonight, game four tomorrow night. And if the Rangers don't win two in a row at home, game five would be Friday afternoon, and then the series would shift back to Houston for game six on Sunday. High school football tomorrow night will be out at Bible Stadium in Leander. Leander Lions hosting Hendrickson in a district matchup that's at 7 o'clock on KBVO. Back to you. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. Why another vote is ahead and needed as the U.S. House is searching for a new speaker. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.